0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: This episode is brought to you by City Advantage. Travel is seriously a part of my DNA, and as many of you probably know, my go-to travel card is the City Advantage Platinum Select card. I love this card so much. I earn miles on the things I buy every day and earn two times miles at gas stations and restaurants. The card also comes packed with awesome travel benefits that make flying even better, Sound like something you would like? Then you will love this. Apply today and you can earn 50,000 bonus miles after qualifying purchases. Your next adventure just got so much closer. Head to city.com slash podcast to learn more. What's up, you guys? Happy Halloween almost. And welcome back to the What We Said podcast. We did an episode like this last year. Uh, We read your scary, spooky stories, some ghost stories, some murder stories. And it was such a hit. It was one of our favorite episodes. Wait, did you introduce the podcast? I said it's what we said, podcast.
0: Oh, but did you introduce the most important part of the podcast? I'm like, oh, me? (laughs) Um, I'm JC. I'm Chelsea. I'm the redhead one. I'm the burnet, but with highlights now, you guys. Woo! Woo! And we're super excited we're like, about
1: <laughs> the whole episode. Every time we laugh.
0: <laughs> we're Post Malone.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a mix between Post Malone and a horse. Um, We're
0: super excited for this episode. Some of you guys have said this is your favorite episode we've ever done from yeah. last year. And it was give— Last year, that was so fun. I remember sitting in your old house in Irvine and just— <laughs> I was like, wait, am I allowed to tell people you lived in Irvine? Yeah, it's okay. It but you don't past. live there anymore.
1: Is in the past. Um, we've got some spooky stories, Chelsea. Are yours really freaky? Um. Yes. Because mine are freaky and I'm so excited. And I feel like I was well, getting scared reading them. Same. I was reading a few before bed last night, which was a bad idea. You um, guys, I'm I'm hyped on podcasting
0: right now. And you're hyped on caffeine. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> oh. Um, I'm hyped on greens. We, we made a green smoothie
1: and Chelsea forced me to put green chard or red chard red swiss chard which I didn't even know that that existed but it was in my uh refrigerator because we do like the green home chef like meal delivery service thing and that was part of one of the meals but I didn't end up making that meal and so she said we should put it in the smoothie like the whole stem and all and I really had my doubts but it was actually really good so yeah I liked it um what are you going to be for Halloween are you going to dress up (sighs) we're recording this a few you know a little bit before Halloween so
0: I don't know. I haven't. I haven't picked my. Nick's not a big costume guy, and I feel like I'm torturing Sophie when I put her in a costume. Last year I, I dressed her up as a lobster, and I, <laughs> yeah, went, and I remember that. and she was so cute, but she was so she looked just so sad when she was wearing it. And I'm like, is it kind of mean to dress up your dogs? Sometimes I like, hate it. Maybe I'm like, that's kind of mean. Yeah, if it's an I'm uncomfortable. Not like, costume. I'm not saying like, oh my gosh, you guys are abusing your dogs. I'm just like, that's just <laughs> unnecessary. Yeah. Usually they're like, what is this on me? I know. Chelsea was saying, I wish we'd be
1: together for Halloween. And I said, hey, maybe we will. Maybe we can be Mary-Kate and Ashley for Halloween. (gasps) You guys, someone just sent us, someone sent me something and said, you guys are like Mary-Kate and Ashley with your pink and blue vibes. And I looked it up and we actually are. There are so many old photos of Mary-Kate and Ashley as kids wearing pink and blue. Um, like one of them wears pink, one of them wears blue. Even down to the like mini glasses that we have on our um, cover photo. Is that yeah. on our cover photo? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's so, awesome. we're you basically guys. Mary-Kate and Ashley and we're excited about it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm dressing up for Halloween. I said this before. I don't know if this was on an episode or maybe it was on YouTube. Um, people have been telling me that I look like this girl off of… S- the last Stranger Things Mm -hmm. season three, the redhead girl with short hair. Yeah. And I have to say, I actually kind of do see the resemblance. I didn't be her. I didn't watch the show, but I looked up pictures when I was getting a ton of messages telling me that. And yeah, I was like, oh, maybe we should be, um, I'm literally so uneducated about Stranger Things. I'm forgetting his name even, but the, her and then the guy, I can't remember his name, but I was like, oh, maybe we should be that for Halloween life. But same thing. Like, He's not a huge costume guy. I'm not super obsessed with Halloween. I
0: have literally never seen you in a costume. A Halloween costume. Really? I'm not a big Halloween person. Have you ever dressed up for Halloween? I'm like, have you ever? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of course I have. I mean, as long as I've known you. I I have never seen you in a Halloween costume. I definitely don't go all out. Like, I feel like
1: in high school whatever I'd just be like oh a witch like put a pla- or yeah. you know what I mean or like a, a cat, cat.
0: Mm-hmm. it's like I was
1: not going all out but I really respect people who do all out and I love to see like fun unique costumes yeah. but I just have never really been into Halloween that much so maybe this year it'll all change I Keep just had a updated. great idea of what, what we should be
0: the Powderpuff Girls
1: <sighs> that would be so good but we need Kemper as our third I know Kemper Kemper if you're listening Wave can be Bubbles <laughs> Lady can be bubbles. Yeah. Okay, well, I feel like we need to hop right into these stories because there's a lot to get through. There's a lot of good
0: ones and we don't want to, you know. So cozy up, listen by the campfire, listen on your way to the Halloween party that you're going to go to or on your way to work, just a normal day. That's right. Or when you're alone, going to bed at night. No,
1: don't do that. (laughs) It's a horrible idea. Do it in the morning when you wake up. Or else you'll be scared to go to bed. Okay, I'm going to start us off. Sounds good. Okay, here we go. This story takes us back to my— Wait, by the way, sorry. Mm -hmm. These are all stories that you guys sent in. If you're new to the podcast, sometimes we'll have these episodes where we read your stories that you sent in. And you guys always deliver the best stories. You never fail to amaze us. So these are all stories from our listeners. You keep outdoing yourselves. Yes. This story takes us back to my junior high days. It was a Friday night and my crew of 14-year-old besties were all hanging out at one of my friend's house. Now, her house has always been a little creepy. It was built in the 60s and a lot of people had lived there before they moved in. All of us felt a little creeped out by the place, but her parents usually let us have the basement to ourselves, so we would spend a lot of time there. On this night, we were having a girls' night and jamming out to some music. I noticed that my friend Haley was gone. I got nervous, so I went looking for her. I was walking up the stairs when I heard her crying at the end of a dark hallway next to the stairs. I couldn't see her, but I could hear her bawling. I walked down the stairs and then slowly and hesitantly started walking down the dark hallway following the cries. As I got closer, I said, Haley, what's wrong? She then said in between sobs, I'm fine. I then told her to come out from the dark corner of the hallway so I could see her. She replied, no. And I kept walking slowly because I'm a good friend and wanted to make sure she was okay. I was about to turn the corner of the hallway where she would have been laying. But before I could turn to look, someone grabbed my shoulder. I turned around and saw that it was Haley. Turns out she was in the bathroom the whole time. We flipped the lights on and there was nobody at the end of the hallway. I just had a brief conversation with a dead girl. Seriously terrifying and I never returned to that basement again.
0: Oh my
1: gosh. I, I have chills. chills. I have chills all over my body. Can you imagine the horror of thinking that that is your friend and then your friend grabs you on the shoulder? <gasps> Goodbye. I'm fine. <gasps> Isn't that so freaky? Oh my gosh. That's so fr- I literally have goosebumps. Starting it off with some
0: goosebumps
1: yeah. some goosies. <laughs>
0: Okay. Hello. I've been listening to your podcast since day one. I grew up in Gilbert and I'm a huge fan. Anyway, here's the story. Oh, we love our Gilbert, Gilbert. gals. Gilbert We love our Gilbert tigers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Absolutely not.
0: It's going to be a no. Okay. I'm from Arizona and my family loves visiting Arizona, small towns on weekends. One weekend, my mom thought it would be super fun to visit Jerome, a notorious ghost town in northern Arizona. Have you been there? No. I either. either.
1: She have start- also never been to the Grand Canyon, seventh wonder of the world. So. You
0: have never been there? Not no. even when you were little? No. That's crazy. We should go. Yeah. She started setting up plans and booked a night at the Jerome Grand Hotel, not knowing it was an old haunted hospital from the 1920s. We pulled up to the hotel situated on the top of a very large hill, and right away it seemed creepy. While we were checking in, we noticed the restaurant at the bottom floor was named The Asylum. What a strange name for a restaurant, right? Well, the front desk clerk informed us of the hotel's haunted history and let us know that the the restaurant is located right where the insane asylum was inside the hospital, hence the name, and also told us that the hotel is ranked among the top 10 most haunted hotels in the country. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh Honestly. Oh
1: gosh, we should vlog it, Chelsea.
0: Me always thinking my business (laughs) opportunity. You, you're always thinking of an ebook about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're just wanting the experience. I'm like,
0: yeah. How can we monetize? (laughs) We were all pretty freaked out, and you could totally tell it used to be a hospital. Walking through the wide hallways, despite the rough start, we decided to stay the night, anyways. The night was pretty uneventful. However, when we woke up the next morning, my mom was telling me that she slept all right, but she kept waking up feeling like something was looking at her hands or trying to touch them. What? She said she kept tucking them under the blankets, but still kept getting this odd feeling. No one thought that much of it, including my mom, until we were at checkout. They have this huge guest book where people write experiences about the room they stayed in and what happened. We found an entry about our room written by a medium. The medium wrote, There is a spirit of a little boy named Daniel that occupies this room. His mother died here at the hospital, and he is still looking for her. He is drawn to females, especially mothers, and he wants to hold someone's hand. He often reaches for the hands of mothers through the spirit world. Oh we were in shock. My mom and I both looked at each other with our jaws dropping to the floor. We could not check out of that hotel fast enough. I never used to believe in ghosts or spirits or anything, but since that event I know for sure there has to be some kind of connection. Wow. It's kind of crazy.
1: <clears throat> Sweet in a yeah. way,
0: even though it's creepy. Wow, that has to be so weird if you're like, oh, it's nothing. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I maybe saw a ghost or I maybe felt something. And then someone's like,
1: then oh, it and confirms
0: the, it. Yeah, it confirms the exact situation. That ain't no coincidence. Okay, JC, let's talk about babies. Let's do it. We love babies. Something that we don't talk about a lot on the show, but that we definitely want in the future are kids. Uh, we're not mothers yet, but it's definitely in the plan for both of us. Um, But things don't always go smoothly. As we know from friends who have struggled with infertility, and we both have said we're pretty uneducated on the topic. And that's why we are very excited to share a little bit about our sponsor today, and that is Modern Fertility. So Modern Fertility is a quick and easy hormone test that you can take at home. Whether you're thinking of trying for a baby now, maybe you want one in the future and you just want to know your options. Your results are delivered within 10 days, and your personalized dashboard will give you insight into how many eggs you have, uh, your hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags. You can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse or use the timeline tool to plan ahead. Proactive testing through your doctor can cost over $1,000 like we've mentioned before, but with Modern Fertility, you can get the same exact information for just $159. So this is really a steal. Knowledge is power, and when you know more, you make better decisions. Ain't that the truth? Mm-hmm. So whatever goals you
1: may have with family planning, Modern Fertility is a great place to start. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said. That's $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash what we said. Modernfertility.com slash what we said. Okay. Hey ladies, this scary story just recently happened in my very own neighborhood. Nothing ever happens where I live since it's a pretty small town. I live in a gated neighborhood, so I definitely would not think anything like this would happen. Last week, my little sister told us that our neighbor and her friend said that her family is moving to Arizona, but her dad is staying here. We didn't know why, but didn't think much of it. Later to find out, her dad is staying here because he's going to court because of something that happened to his mom, Barbara. The police got a call that they haven't seen Barbara at church in over a year. Keep in mind, Barbara is a 90-something-year-old woman that lived with her son and her family. Come to find out that Barbara fell over a year ago, died, and her son put her in a body bag and in the back of a car. He parked the car less than a mile from his house in a church parking lot. The exact same parking lot that my boyfriend and I have made out in before. <laughs> Love that detail. Yeah. Um, nobody noticed that car for over a oh, year. Oh, he just left the car there? Yes, with the body <gasps> in it. Nobody noticed that car for over a year. They don't know yet if it was murder since it just recently happened, but he hid her in the car so no one would know that she died so he could take her money. <gasps> so scary that it happened down the street from
0: my house. What? Isn't that so bizarre? Ew. First like, of all, that car must have smelt so
1: bad. How I don't get how no one noticed it for over a year. That seems shocking to me. That
0: not a single cop would have ever—you know what I mean? Yeah. That's really weird. Anyway. Maybe at a church, though, it's like you never know. Like, people are there late. Right. You know, that— For ugh. over a year, though? Yeah, that is crazy. That's insane. Ew. I don't know if—yeah. Okay. <sighs> Okay, hello, ladies. I feel like we are real friends um, because anytime I message you on Insta, you always write back. Aww, Aww. we love you. Love your interaction and realness. Anyways, to set this story up a bit, I come from a family of all girls. We know um, her sister Gabrielle and Camille. (gasps) Oh, love them. Yeah, I'm the second oldest. Then there is a five year five year. Hold on. Side note: Me and Camille look exactly alike. so. Wait, they're twins. It's terrifying. I I see pictures of Camille and I'm like. I think it's me at first. It's so weird. You guys have the same features. Yeah. It's really weird. That's crazy. And we are also very similar. Yeah, you guys both sing and stuff, right? Yeah, we both sing. sing. She's vegan. Um, Yeah, just a lot of things. Okay. Wow. Anyways, I'm the second oldest. Then there is a five-year gap between me and my younger sister, Camille, due to my mom having miscarriages. We all look very alike, and we all have naturally brown hair. One day about… So imagine all the girls looking like me. Yeah. One day about six years ago when Snapchat had just come out and started to be a popular social media thing, I was laying on the couch in my basement. My dog Dooney was laying on my chest and wait, I des- I love Dooney. I've seen photos. Really? Yeah. So cute. He's so cute. My dog Dooney was laying on my chest and I decided to turn the… Ch- oh, wait. Me too. <laughs> I just remembered the tweets. I'm sad. You just remembered Dooney? Gab's on… Um, That's her Twitter name. Yeah. She… She was saying that Dooney is like an old is is old now. And she was like, I just realized he's deaf and blind. And maybe he just thought we all stopped calling his name. And I'm like, oh, that's so I'm sad. sad. Yeah, anyways. Sorry, Dooney. Okay. I decided to turn the TV off and send some Snapchats to my bestie Madison. I think at first I was sending selfies of me and Dooney, but then I started taking snaps of things around the room. At the time, Snapchat had a feature that would show you who your best friend on Snap was based on how many times you sent them pictures. Remember that? You just wanted to like send, send, send. To make Madison my Snapchat best friend, I just kept sending picture after picture of things around me in my basement. I took a picture of a dark navy leather chair that was positioned at the foot of the couch I was laying on. In the picture, you can see a young girl sitting in the chair. She has dark hair and is wearing a white dress. I was stunned looking at my phone and then looking at the empty chair in front of me. I don't think it fully clicked that I literally just took a picture of a ghost. Maybe I was in shock. So I wrote on the picture, oh my hell, with a large red arrow pointing to the figure on the chair and sent it to Madison and my younger sister, Camille. Madison opened up the Snapchat and thought it was just a weird picture of one of my sisters. Camille opened up the snap while out to lunch with my mom and some other ladies. Luckily, she screenshot the picture with one second to spare. I was too shocked to even think to save it. Camille told her mom to look at the weird picture I just sent her. My mom with no context about where this picture was taken or what she was really looking at burst into tears at the luncheon. My mom is not one to talk about spirits or ghosts at all. She said through tears, she's mine. She's mine. When Camille, "Mm -hmm, I'm crying. When Camille told me what happened at that lunch, I was pretty freaked out. I had taken a picture of who we now call ghost sister. We had tried to redo the snap to see if it was just a trick of lighting. But since it's such a dark chair, pictures always just end up looking like a dark chair. We think she's a little girl because when we sit in, in the chair as adults, our heads hit at a higher spot on the chair than ghost sister's head hits. My mom doesn't like when we talk about it or show people the picture because she truly believes it's one of the miscarriages, but I think it is so, such a unique and awesome story, so I like to share it. We've had a couple other spooky things happen. We hear our names called when we are home alone. I heard a girl say Dooney, thinking it was one of my sisters, but then found out I was home alone. My parents moved out of the house, and my husband and I are living in it now, and he was playing drums in the basement when a toy suddenly flung from a shelf to the middle of the room. Apparently, ghost sister doesn't like to rock out. One time, Madison was having a sleepover, and we were sleeping in the basement right by where I took the picture. I was on the couch. She was on an air mattress. In the middle of the night, I went to go to sleep in my bed because I was so uncomfortable. Poor Madison was awakened by a girl's voice whispering, Maddie, into her ear. Then a loud bang came from the window. She was so scared and didn't know where I had gone. She hasn't been too keen to want to sleep there since. I should probably meet, be more freaked out about living in a haunted house, but she just seems to want to come hang out with her four sisters. Maybe she has FOMO. Oh. Well, happy spooky Halloween, best time of the year. And I'm going to show JC the picture and I'm going to post it on her Instagram. Well, maybe. Let's ask her if that's okay with her. Is it oh. is it She said she doesn't like her mom to or
1: her oh. mom doesn't like to share it. Let's let's DM her first. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You are lying. That is crazy. Yeah. Isn't that freaky? Oh my gosh. Let's, yeah, ask her if if it's okay if we post it. That is insane. Like that is literally a person. That's a person. Wow. Okay. Hi, ladies. This story gives me chills to even think about. It isn't a ghost story, but it's freaky as heck. This did not happen to me, but happened to a friend. She was house sitting for a family that didn't that she didn't know super well, and it was nighttime and she was home alone. She was just hanging out and all of a sudden she starts hearing this clinking sound coming from the basement. She didn't know the house super well, but it didn't sound like a noise a house would just make. You know how you can hear random noises in a house and it's no big deal? Well, this was not one of them. It was not a consistent noise either to where it would have just been a motor in the AC or whatever. So she goes to call the cops on the home phone because cops can track an address from a landline, and she asks someone to come out to the house to check things out. The dispatcher told her that no one was available and it would be a while before someone could be there since it was not an emergency. She said okay and hung up and stayed upstairs. All of a sudden, five minutes later, there are lights and sirens getting closer and closer to the house. There are cop cars surrounding the house in seconds and a cop comes banging on the door and took her outside. This was because a man with a machete was downstairs waiting to lure her down or was going to come upstairs to kill her. <gasps> the dispatcher was the one that heard two people hang up from the landline oh. when she clearly said she was home alone. Thank goodness for her calling and the dispatcher being so aware. The guy had just gotten in the basement from an unlocked window and was clinking on the pipes with the machete. Freaking crazy. I'm never saying <gasps> home alone when house sitting ever. As always, love you too in the podcast. Happy Halloween, XO.
0: That is actually the scariest story ever. That is. And that dispatcher is a baddie. Oh, my gosh, can you
1: even imagine? No, like she didn't give us the details, but I'm assuming. Wait, that so he, she was
0: upstairs and she heard things downstairs, downstairs, downstairs in, the in the basement. So she okay. called the cops,
1: and then, and then he was on the line, other line as well, waiting. And so he, the dispatcher, told her like, "Oh, like sorry, no one can come," mm-hmm. and then sent people because he knew. I'm sure he knew if he said like, "Like, there's another whatever, mm-hmm. someone's coming right now," then like maybe he would have, or maybe she didn't even know until she she heard two people hang up no 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 oh the dispatcher yeah you're assuming she's a girl oh i'm <laughs> I was like ass- or it, man <laughs> i was assuming he's a guy but yeah yeah oh isn't that just
0: crazy yeah that's maybe, so scary yeah maybe he didn't know but
1: well either, either way, way
0: so smart yeah oh my gosh hey loves okay so my dad's mom passed away when when he was 15 we call her nan lily i never met her of course and never even saw her home or anything because my dad is from Australia and we haven't gone back much. Despite this, I have always felt a strong tie to her and have always kept a picture of her beside my bed. I used to cry all the time for her when I was a toddler, even though I didn't know her. I'd randomly start crying and say that it was because I missed her. My dad claims that one night when everyone was asleep and I was crying out for Nan Lily, he saw a light go down the hallway past his room. When it reached my door, my door shut, and I stopped crying. There's no way I could have gotten up to shut the door and no one else was awake. He believes that his mom heard me calling out to her and went to comfort me that night. I've always thought of her as my guardian angel.
1: Aww. Isn't that so a cute? sweet ghost story. Yeah. I love that. Okay, dear Chelsea and JC, I've been listening to the podcast since day one. It is by far my favorite podcast, and I've been waiting for forever to submit something, and I finally have something. So a few years ago, one of my friends was working at Fear Factory near Salt Lake. If you do not know what Fear Factory is, it's pretty much a haunted house, but a little more extreme. When she was working there, she was about 14 or 15. And one night, after some people came through, she was walking to go back to her spot where she'd scare and chase people. When her manager came and told her and her coworkers. That there was someone in there with an actual knife chasing and trying to kill people. She couldn't ever tell who it was because they all had fake weapons and masks. So for all she knew, that guy could have passed her several times. Needless to say, she was terrified and needed to get out, but she couldn't because she didn't have a car, didn't have a phone on her, and her dad wouldn't be there for another few hours to pick her up. She's okay now and everything turned out okay, but the story still freaks me out. Thanks for making my Tuesdays. Amazing, I love the podcast and feel like you guys are my older sisters. Oh my god! Can you imagine though? That has always terrified me because it's like during Halloween, someone mm-hmm. could have. I feel like that's a day that
0: people yeah. have on masks
1: and costumes, and they have weapon, you know, yeah. fake weapons. But what if they actually have a real weapon? Like yeah, I feel that's like very true. Not to give anyone any ideas, but I feel like that yeah. would be a good time for like yeah, someone that's to so strike. Scary. In a haunted house or something. Yeah. And then everyone's like screaming as it is. So it's like, they don't really, do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, yeah. Isn't that just a freaky concept?
0: That's why they don't, that's why in elementary school, they were like, you cannot have any fake weapons on Halloween. Like, don't bring any accessories for your Halloween costume because of that, probably. Yeah. That's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Hey guys, I love your podcast. Literally the only one that can hold my attention and makes my day every time I listen to it. In honor of Halloween and appreciator of mystery, scary stories, I have decided to share my own personal ghost story. It was a few years ago and it happened in AF Canyon in Utah. That's American Fork. Yeah. Me and my best friend were going on a little hike that happened to be across the Tibble Fork Reservoir. It was in the middle of the afternoon on Tuesday and there was no one there. So my friend and I are totally enjoying having the whole area to ourselves. The specific area we were at was surrounded by pine trees and was blocking the sun so it was shadowy cue the spooky music we were just chatting amongst ourselves when all of a sudden we heard someone begin to whistle we begin to quiet down to try and detect where it's coming from we didn't see anyone and there was literally only one trail you could go on so we were very confused we paused in our steps but as soon as we do so the whistling stops i begin to feel a bit weirded out but we decide to continue ruling it off as the wind as soon as we take a few steps the whistling begins again this time we realized that the whistling was pop goes the weasel tune <gasps> oh that's creepy Rolling out the wind as a possibility. Whoever was whistling it was whistling slowly, which made it even creepier, and to make things worse, we had no service either. My friend and I began to get anxious at this point and stop in our tracks. The whistling stops once again. This time, we both come to a startling realization that whoever is whistling must be watching us because no way is it a coincidence that they begin to whistle every time we walk. At this point, I pick up a giant rock and one for my friend because if I'm going down, I'm certainly not going down without a fight. My friend and I both decide to leave as quickly as possible, not eager to stay any longer with Whistleblower. Luckily for us, we didn't run into anyone and made it safely home, but I have never forgotten that eerie little tune when I'm going on hikes. Thanks so much for sharing, and I apologize for it being a little long, but I couldn't do it justice otherwise. Love you guys and hope you have a wonderful day.
1: Oh, my goodness. Can you whistle? Not very well.
0: I was going to say, like, I, we need Leif in here to whistle that. Cause Leif that's is horrifying. the best
1: whistler ever. He's, he yeah. can whistle any tune, and he does vibrato. He's so good. Um… Yeah, that is that ooh, tune, that's so eerie. Because that tune, if you think about that tune
0: being whistled. Yeah, no, no, no. As that's, you're walking. Bye-bye. Yeah.
1: Honestly,
0: the woods are just terrifying anyways, so.
1: Yeah, I'm not trying to go on any sort of camping <laughs> yeah. trip. Sorry. No. Especially not with just girls. Okay, this one's crazy. Not that we need men, but we yeah. do. <laughs> Hello, ladies. When I was in middle school, my family and I moved into a 70-year-old house. Creaky floors, wooden decor, and long, dark hallways included. That's going to be a no from no. me. I do not get when people move into like houses that have, they're like, it was 100 years old. It was an old church. I'm like, no. Yeah, an old church. That
0: is so scary. 100 year- years old isn't that bad. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, never mind.
1: Okay, countless creepy things happened while we lived there. Think Haunting of Hill House, but even more frightening. Did you watch Haunting of Hill House? Mm-mm. Chelsea, you need to watch that I show. I I know. It's spooky season. Let's get in the mode. Come on. Um, although if I were to go into detail about every unexplainable occurrence, we would be here all day. So instead, I will just tell you a story that still to this day makes me cringe and not sleep. Freaky, important context to my story. Shortly after we moved in, our kitchen's chandelier burst into flames. Now, this may sound like a freak electrical issue, but trust me, it will all make sense later. Out of fear, my mother had her friend Valerie sage our house. A little after Valerie arrived one night, she took my mother upstairs to the hallway just outside of my brother's room. As my mother and Valerie stood in this hallway, Valerie asked, what do you smell? My mother replied, did you spray something? It smells like roses. That's what I thought you would say. After burning sage, if you smell roses, it typically means there has been a loss of innocence. I think a child may have died in this hallway. (gasps) Amazing. My mother was obviously shook by this information, although for my and my siblings' sakes, she decided to keep this newfound spooky story to herself. A few days later, my youngest brother, Cooper, my mother and my father and I were all at the breakfast table and my other little brother— My ma- mother and father. I'm dead. My mother and my father. Really puts us in the spooky yeah. mood. We're all at the breakfast table and my other little brother, Myle- Miles, came storming down the stairs in a mood. Mom, can you please tell Cooper he cannot play with his toys in the early morning? It is already bad enough that I have to get up at 6.30 a.m. for school. When did all this happen, Miles, my mother asked. This morning, probably at 3.30 a.m. I was in my bed and (gasps) I— Devil's hour? No thanks, honey. I I was in my bed and I could see Cooper playing in the hallway outside our door. I yelled at him to shut the door and leave me alone, but he wouldn't listen. He left the hallway eventually, but it's still annoying. It was not until after we moved away that my mother informed us that there was no possible way my brother Miles could have seen Cooper in the hallway that morning because Cooper had slept in my parents' room that night, completely unable to move due to a fever he had gotten just before bed. Oh, and by the way, this sighting Miles had all the way—oh, sorry, all went down in the same hallway, the same hallway Valerie and my mom smelled the roses, the same hallway just above the mysterious burning chandelier. I'll end by saying my friend and I decided to do some investigating of our own years later. After digging through paperwork at the nearby town hall, we discovered— First of all, I just love this. Her and her friend are like digging. I'm (laughs) like— Literally Nancy Drew. Yes. I'm loving this investigation. Um, After digging through paperwork at the nearby town hall, we discovered that a few years after the first tenants moved in, there was a nasty fire that completely demolished half of the house— Only one person of three living at the house at the time survived the fire, a distressed mother of a very young child. Where was the fire, you may ask? Oh, just in the same side of the house as the rose-scented hallway and the burning chandelier. Oh, anyways, I'm going to stop there because I am shaking at the mere retelling of the story. J- JC and Chelsea, I recently fell in love with your podcast and now find myself listening to it wherever I am in the car or even sometimes while I'm in the shower. Haha, ha, oh my, the switch in mood. Cannot wait to hear this podcast go live, Brit.
0: Oh my gosh, that is so creepy. Isn't that creepy? Oh, and sad. I know. The roses, like what are, it's just, something that needs just to be like not explained. Movie. I know. Oh my gosh, that's so scary. Okay, Chelsea and JC, get ready. Because this one is a little long, but very ter- but very horrifying. Okay, I just want to preface this. You guys, don't apologize if they're long. If they're really that long, we won't read them. Yeah, but um, <laughs> we won't read them. Yeah, but usually they're like, it's super long. I'm like, oh girl, you haven't seen the worst of it. People send in much longer yeah. ones. But okay, anyways, but thank you for being courteous. When I was attending college in Idaho, I worked as a caregiver at a nursing home. I typically worked the morning shift, but decided to pick up a night shift to get some extra hours in. What a saint, honestly. I worked as the rover that night, which meant I went in between three buildings to help out the caregivers. I started in building three, which there was a new caregiver starting for his first night. When he saw me, he looked really nervous and said that one of the ladies came out of her room and was just staring down a dark hallway. Keep in mind, it's about 1 a.m. When he approached her, she looked at him and pointed to the end of the hallway and said, That little girl is trying to get your attention. She's soaking wet. Please get her a towel so she will leave me alone. He said that it really freaked him out, but that he just told her to go to bed. It was his first day working and I didn't want to scare him, so I told him that she had dementia and sometimes she did things like that. LOL. That was not true. Anyway, I was freaked out, so I went to the other building where one of my friends was working, and I told her the story, and this is where things get scary. Her eyes get wide when I tell her everything, and she says, Please, please tell me you're joking, and then proceeds to tell me this. So my friend who's speaking— works almost every night. And the night before, she had been called into three different rooms in building two, the same building. Each time she entered the room, an elderly person would ask the caregiver to get that little girl a towel and that she looked really cold and sad. One of the ladies held out a necklace and said that the little girl was asking for it. And another said that she couldn't sleep because this girl wouldn't stop talking. My friend said she was so freaked out, she asked for another caregiver to come in. And apparently they had stories of the same thing happening on different nights. Different women in each of the buildings had seen a soaking wet little girl wandering around the building. Well, there's a canal that runs right by this facility, like right by it. Apparently, in 1985, a little girl with long dark hair drowned in the canal right by the nursing home. I was so scared that I literally thought I would puke. Words spread around the caregivers, and so many of them had stories about this little girl too. Some had a theory that the elderly people were just messing with us and all had a plan to horrify us. Ha ha, which I know is not true. Honestly, it would be iconic if they did. They just oh all my came gosh. together. I never, ever worked a night shift again, even if my manager begged me. That is crazy. And I have a kind of a similar one that I'm really? going to read right now. Okay.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Hey, guys. I work as a CNA certified nurse assistant at a care facility and have worked there for about a year and a half. I have heard some bizarre stories and experienced crazy things. I will share two of the wildest things I have personally heard and or experienced. Number one. Every resident has a call button slash light that they press if they need help with anything. I'm alerted by a light above their door every time someone presses their button so I can go to their room and help them out. The first thing we are supposed to do when we get into the resident's room is cancel out the call button so they can use it again the next time they need something. I work in rehab, so that is where the patients recover from surgeries and broken bones and things like that. So we are constantly getting new residents and sending people home once they are better. Every once in a while, the room will be empty when we don't have anyone occupying the room. I've heard stories of the call light going off when nobody is in the room. And when the staff member walks into the room to turn the call light off, the call button will be swinging as if someone had just dropped it. No, thank you. Isn't that crazy? Okay, but that's the second one is the one that's similar. Okay. Okay. This is much more common than the last story. We occasionally will get hospice patients that are in rehab to pass away and we are just trying to make them as comfortable as possible. This is where it gets bizarre though. We never know for sure when someone is about to pass away until this thing happens. Someone, the hospice patient, another patient, or someone else, always sees a little Asian boy running around the day before or the day that the patient passes away every single time. Some people have even heard this little boy say things like that he is there to get somebody or that he is there to take (sighs) someone away with him. Without fail, someone has passed away within the next 24 to 48 hours after someone sees the little boy. Oh my gosh. There are so many more stories like these stories I could share. So many more things like these Wait, I could that's share. that's cute. But I wanted to keep it fairly short. Love you guys and love the podcast. Happy Halloween, Emily. Oh
0: my gosh. Wait, I like that a lot of these are happier. I know.
1: It's it's like kind of creepy, but it's… He's it's just sweet. a little… He's just a little angel yeah, coming down to get him. A little angel.
0: Oh. <sighs> Isn't that crazy? But also terrifying yeah (laughs) okay my parent oh she just gets right to the point my i'm like no compliments that's strange (laughs) my parents older sister and i lived in a small two-bedroom house and my mom was pregnant with another baby so they were looking at bigger homes they had not found anything they loved yet so they held off until after the baby when they were in the hospital the nurse delivering my sister got a call Her neighbors were just found dead inside their house. Oh my gosh. She asked if we minded turning on the news for a moment. So my dad did. They did not give much detail, he said. This murder was a big deal, however, because it was in a very safe area with lots of young families and this sort of thing never really happened near us. My parents did not think too much of it at the time and went off to have their baby. A few months later we went to look at a house that just went on the market and my dad recognized it from the news. It was the house from the murders the night my sister was born. They ended up loving everything about the home except for its history obviously. My dad looked into what exactly happened that night and c- contacted their nurse for info. This part is a little sad. The home was owned by a husband, wife and their daughter who was mentally handicapped. The mom caught her husband seeing another man who had wow, well, another man who had been a close family friend. Wow. She could not stand the thought of her husband being unfaithful and leaving her, so she wanted to kill herself. She was worried for her daughter, though, that no one would be around to take care of her, so she killed her daughter, then herself. The husband came home, saw the tragedy, and called the police. My parents decided they still wanted this house, and we moved in. Oh, my goodness. Everything— oh. Always seemed fine. I was three when we moved in. I'm now 22. I would sometimes hear and notice little things. The weirdest was that our dog would come into my bedroom. It was the daughter's room where the murder happened, and he would bark at nothing. We also had on my sister's birthday when she was turning 10, a car parked out front for hours just looking at the house. My dad, my parents called the police. It was the husband because it had also been 10 years that his wife and daughter had been gone. I had a friend who did not like sleeping over. She said she could never fall asleep and felt uneasy in my bedroom. And so we could sleep in my living room or her house. I'm not sure I really believe in ghosts, but if they are real, I do think only certain people can see and sense them. But just the fact that it took place the day my sister was born, the nurse being neighbors with the family, my parents eventually buying the house and knowing some dark things happened in the bedroom just a few months before we moved in is spooky enough for me. Love the pot. Oh, here are the compliments. Love the podcast (laughs) and you girls. My favorite episode are the stories listeners send in. So I thought I'd finally share one of my own.
1: Wow. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Oh my goodness. I don't— I You're brave truly, for moving to that.
1: Yeah, I cannot understand that. No matter how awesome a house is, if it has a history like that, you must must people. yeah to
0: that. Yeah, you must be people who just do not believe in the spirit world whatsoever.
1: Yeah. Hello, I love your podcast so much. Here is my scary story about my college town. My junior year of college, I moved off campus into my first apartment with two friends. When we were apartment hunting, we came across a pretty affordable three-bedroom, two-bathroom house with parking and laundry. We were so excited due to the contrast of the tiny apartments we had been touring, so we signed a lease and moved in. We had a great experience living there for the most part, but the neighborhood had its share of quirky neighbors. Whenever we were parked in front of the house... Across the street, they would peek through their curtains and watch us. A little unsettling, but not a big deal. Senior year rolled around and we moved to a different apartment, closer to the downtown area of town, and didn't think much about our old neighborhood until one day there was a disturbing story in the news. To summarize, one of the articles I found, a 34-year-old man was released from the hospital after seeking a mental health evaluation over concerns about his relationship with his wife, and when he returned home that afternoon, he killed his wife with a cleaver on the sidewalk out front. The man's mother-in-law also suffered severe injuries in the assault, which ended with an armed bystander detained— the suspect, until officers arrived. While we were watching the news, we noticed that we recognized the house they were filming. It was the neighbor who always peered out from behind the curtains, and the camera crews and news reporters were filming from the porch of the house I lived in the year before. I cannot believe I lived across from the the street. Goodbye, I'm butchering. (laughs) No pun intended. I cannot (laughs) believe I lived across the street from a murderer for an entire year.
0: Oh my god. Such gosh. a scary and
1: sad story. To make it even scarier, once this story broke, people started to make comparisons to attack in 1999. Two men were hospitalized when a third attacked them with a meat cleaver after an argument at the same exact address. <gasps> the news story led us to a do— A different e- man? Yeah, in 1999, I'm pretty sure. So the,
0: this oh news story
1: led us to do even more digging, and we found out another terrible story on our street, but this time at my exact address. So the address I yeah. lived in. Back in 2005, a woman was found dead in the backseat of her car in the driveway of the house I lived in junior year. The police discovered that the t- 31-year-old woman was kidnapped, raped, beaten, and strangled. I am oh so glad gosh. I was oblivious to this tragedy while I was living there. I should mention that crime rates in Vermont are not very high, so this street is definitely an outlier and you could not pay me to move back there. The news stories are linked below if you're interested. And she, like, sent me all the news stories.
0: Oh my gosh. Isn't that okay, crazy? Okay, that's like The Shining. Two different people in the same house did the same kind of murder. Is that the one we watched together? Last Halloween? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, we were together last Jean. Halloween. Is Johnny. Yeah. Oh, we need to be together this Halloween I again. know. We need to watch a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> Our husbands hate scary movies. Nick literally fell asleep again, I think. When we were watching The Shining. And again, it was just me and Jaycee. <laughs> watching it. Oh, uh, It's so funny. Yeah. This is my last one.
1: Okay. I only have one more. Cool. I think I might have one or two.
0: Okay, here's a ghost story for you. I'm from Snowflake, Arizona, and I've heard you guys say you've been there before. Yep. Our families are both from there, you guys. We're probably related that way. Me and Jason. We're
1: probably cousins. Yeah. Pretty much twin sisters, actually. Yeah, I
0: think. This is about (laughs) the old Pioneer House with the big horse head on the top. To give you a visual, it's three stories made out of brick and it had a big horse head carved in the top. It's a museum now. Some of my relatives live there. My great-grandpa grew up there. And so, okay, here's the thing about Snowflake. Some of it's kind of creepy.
1: Yeah. I I always got weird
0: vibes at my grandma's house, even their basement, creepy vibes. Yeah. And then they moved into like a newer house, and I was like, oh, this is fine, but very creepy vibes. Yeah. Because it's just like a ghost town to me. It feels like maybe not now. I haven't been there, honestly, in like six years, but
1: just you mean there's that many tumbleweeds and
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Some of my relatives live there. My great grandpa grew up there. And so my grandma had a key to it. Me and my aunt used to set up little haunted houses in there at night for my cousins and siblings just to scare them for fun. One night after the haunted house was done and we were all cleaned up, we were turning off the lights so we could lock up and leave. Okay, now short backstory. My dad is a lawyer and the office building he rented out for his practice had an old storage room attached to it. When I was younger, he would let me look around in there because there were old dresses and books and toys and all that used to be my ancestors before they died. One day I came across a small box that had Thelma's treasures written on it. Honestly, Ooh, a, a treasure, treasure chest. Yeah. yeah, When I opened the box, it was filled with broken parts. I'm like, honestly, a treasure chest. It's like literally says Thelma's Treasures. When I opened the box, it was filled with broken parts of porcelain dolls. Ooh, mm, That's going to be a no. Yeah. And it had at least 15 envelopes with different people's names on it. Each envelope had little chunks of hair in them. Excuse me? I showed my dad and my grandma and we kind of made fun of the box because like, what the heck? Who keeps a bunch of stuff like that? So, yeah, just remember the fact that this box belonged to a girl named Thelma, and she was obviously freaky. Anyways, back to the old house. So, me and my aunt were about to leave, and we were all turning off the lights, but there was one room that the lights absolutely would not turn off in. Like, we kept flipping the switch, and it just would not turn off. It was an old house, but all the electric work was brand new, so it should have worked fine, but the lights in that room still would not turn off. But whose room was this? It was Thelma's room. The room that the lights would not turn off in used to belong to freaky Thelma. After way too many failed attempts, I decided to try something that I didn't actually think would work, but I thought it would be funny. I stood in the doorway of the room and said something to the effect of, Thelma, I'm so sorry I made fun of your treasures. Please forgive me and let us turn off the lights so we can go home. Before I could even laugh about it, what I had just said, the lights turned off, like, all on their own. What? Neither of us had touched the light switch, so, like, what the heck? When that happened, me and my aunt ran down the stairs and out of the door as fast as we could. And that place still freaks me out to this day. Moral of the story, if you find a box of broken dolls and gross hair, put it back where you found it and never talk about it again.
1: Oh, my gosh. Thelma. Thelma was triggered. <laughs> Thelma was not happy about that. A few years back, I had a demon attached to me. Good. <laughs> in my well, mind, when that starts out the story. In my mind, I was not possessed. I would just see this tall, dark, Slenderman-looking figure everywhere I went. You sure wasn't a great thing. And if I was, and if I was with friends or family, they would see it as well. <gasps> One day, my husband called me and said he had invited the missionaries over. We were inactive at the time in our church, so I just thought it, would, it was to get lessons. He said that he called to get me a blessing. I did not understand why. He said the previous night, I woke up and started chanting in some other <gasps> language. Oh sounding, my gosh, I'm scared. Sounding similar to parcel—how how do you say Parcel tongue? Is it parcel tongue? Okay, that's how it was spelled. Harry like, Potter fans like, are screaming
0: at us. Yeah, like in here. Like her. parcella tongue.
1: tongue <laughs> um, Similar to parcel tongue, like in— Harry Potter. I did not know even know a second language. So the next day I had to get the demons cast out of me. It felt like an exorcism. No, thanks.
0: Um, no, thank you. That is absolutely not
1: terrifying. Okay. I
0: will say one thing. Nick's t- Nick sleep talks and it's the most terrifying thing in the world. I mean, he's never done that, but he has Has he made said noises. Scary? No, he just like talks, but he doesn't make any sense. I'm scared. Like sometimes he'll laugh. Like, <gasps> Wait, he'll no. Be like, he'll be like, <laughs> and I'm like, what's funny? And he just doesn't say anything. And I'll like shake him. and He's like, what? And he like wakes up. And I'm like, you're horrifying. And other <laughs> That's times, scary. Other times he's been like, he says like different things, and he'll use hand gestures. But he laughs. I'm not kidding. He's probably laughed like five times. That's so scary. Yeah. And will be like, <laughs> and I'm like, just okay, like kind of just mumbling, mumbling. Yeah. Okay. Hey, gals, I grew up what used to be a church. In what used to be a church, I'm sure. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. Where they're like, I grew up in a yeah an old
1: castle. I'm like, no.
0: Oh, wait. Bell Tower and all? Wow, one of those churches? Wow. My parents remodeled it when I was young, but I still remember seeing the shattered stained glass and dust everywhere when they bought it from the city. I used to be— Okay, honestly, I used to want to live in a church, though, when I was little. I was like, that'd be awesome. My mom, I don't know if it was that we did buy or we were going to
1: buy a church in Canada, like an old one. and Really? Yeah, like years and years ago. Mom, if you're
0: listening, thank you for not doing that (laughs) so I didn't
1: have any horror stories.
0: Yeah, and honestly, thank you for not moving JC to Canada. (laughs) I used to be scared of the fact that there were funerals held in what is now my living room, but I got over it fairly quickly. There was a time where a door would slam or things would move with no explanation as to how. Those things aren't the spooky part, though. I came home from college this summer and lived at home. When my family was away, my boyfriend would stay with me. He's never been afraid of spirits, ghosts, but one night was different. I should explain— That I have narcolepsy, and anxiety adult nightmares. So I occasionally wake up screaming bloody murder and my boyfriend wakes me up. Just casual things. Gosh. (laughs) Um, I'm also kind of intuitive with my dreams, I think. I don't know. I'll have dreams that my friends I haven't talked to in forever aren't doing well. So I'll check up on them. And every time, they've always had a particularly bad day. Particularly bad day. The day before. It's probably just coincidence, but whatever. I take my dream seriously. Anyways, the screaming thing happened one night, and the nightmare I had took place in my room, which really spooked me out. Okay, that is actually really scary. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a dream that I was in the room that I was sleeping in. Oh, that gives me very scary vibes. My boyfriend woke me up, as he always does. Would you say spooky vibes? <laughs> that was dumb. Did you say as- you're spooked? <laughs> Um, as he always does and my heart pounded and we laid as we laid in silence for a few minutes What champ? Honestly, he's just like wake up. You've had a terrible nightmare. Yeah Then he whispered. Do you want to go to stay at my place? It's really hot in here and I can't sleep I agreed and started telling him about my dream But he stopped me before I could even say anything and told me we could talk about it at his place I found out when we got to his place that he wasn't hot at all He was just so afraid to be in my house. So we got to his place. I told him my dream And we both felt absolutely sick about how similar my dream was to what he was feeling when he woke up. This was my dream. I was in my room and I was— Oh, I'm already scared. Yeah. (laughs) I was in my room and it was completely dark, but I knew there was someone something in my room with me. I ran to turn the light on. There was someone something? Someone slash something in my room with me. Sorry. I ran to turn on the light. I'm like, you know what a someone something (laughs) is? (laughs) But the light switch wouldn't work, and I knew that meant it was coming for me, whatever it was. I struggled with my doorknob and screamed, in the dream and in real life, and right as I was pulling the door open to get out, he woke me up, and the dream was over. My boyfriend explained that when he woke up, he felt so terrified, like he knew there was someone else or something in my room with us, and that's why he couldn't sleep. Mind you, he does not scare easily at all. He said it felt so strongly, like he wasn't welcome there. He didn't come over to my house for weeks after this happened. Could be darkness playing tricks on our minds, but who knows? Scary stuff.
1: If they were both feeling
0: it that strongly. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh.
1: No, thank you. Okay, there's one. Briefly, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it was like about how the girl's brother was at home. Like every—the whole family's at the grocery store, but the brother. Mm -hmm. And then he calls the dad and he's like, someone's breaking into the house. Yeah. And they like leave the grocery store and go home. And um, he, the brother explained that there was like a man at the front door um, screaming, let me in and like trying to break the door or whatever. And then when they, let me look at this, uh, like he ran into the basement and anyway, they had like security cameras uh-huh. and like there was, that didn't happen. Like nothing. They said that there was nobody ever at the front door. Oh but he my was, gosh. Like, so traumatized. Like he, it was like, he knew it happened. isn't that freaky okay uh, this is the last one growing up as a kid we had a family tradition of going camping at the same rental cabin every summer we would always rent a small boat and spend a day on the lake fishing swimming and going cliff jumping on years where the water was lower you could see an old boat that had sunk to the bottom of the lake well fast forward 10 years and i was a typical teenager with her friends browsing the internet for haunted locations local to us when the place we spent every summer growing up pops up as the fifth most haunted I was shook. I instantly clicked on the story and it turns out that one summer a family was out on the lake and their boat began to sink. Sadly, a little girl had drowned. That little girl apparently haunts the nearby campground. It gave me chills thinking of all the times I would be in our little rental boat passing over the water trying to reach my hand down to touch the boat that had sunk with no knowledge of the tragic story that it carried. Oh my gosh. I always thought one day when I had a family of my own we would go back
0: but now I feel too creeped out to ever Yeah, no thank you. No, thank you. Ooh, water. Okay, you know what is actually very terrifying? What? Water at night. Yeah. Large bodies of water at oh, night. even a pool. I'm like, wait, no. A pool? Terrifying. Terrifying. Unless you throw glow sticks in it. <laughs> Sharks, for sure, at
1: the bottom. Yeah. Ghosts. <laughs> something's in there. Yeah,
0: something's creeping. The ocean at night. No, no, no. The ocean at night. I can't. Like when people are like, oh, like a night swim. No. That's going to be a no. Even like a lake. No. There are demons that come out <laughs> in the water at night. My husband's one summer, we were living in California in La Jolla, and their whole sales team did a night swim as a team building exercise. They all swam out as far as they could at night. My husband's like, I did, I got literally maybe to my knees, and I was like, Sorry, guys, no, no, as far as you can into the as ocean, as far as you can,
1: like just to be like, Fun, nope, not fun, not cute. Are you a psychopath? That then is- that's fun. That is crazy. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I cannot do water at night either. You should do it. Chelsea. She's like, a like, vlog. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we can make an ebook <gasps> on how to swim at night. No, that is terrifying. Yeah. Well, hope we didn't spook you out too bad, but hope we got you in the mood mm-hmm. for Halloween. We hope you guys have a very safe, fun Halloween. Text—you know what? Send us pictures of your guys' costumes. Yeah, we want to see. We want to see whoever has the most— creative costume Mm -hmm. then you don't get any prizes but maybe you'll get get bragging rights yeah maybe you get featured on our instagram stories yeah um if you guys enjoyed listening to this episode and you think other people will too then take a screenshot and post it on your story so that we can repost it and if you want to subscribe to our podcast you can follow us on spotify do you listen to podcasts on Spotify, Chelsea? Actually, sometimes I do. Really? Mm-hmm. I rarely do. I usually use the Apple Podcast app, but you can do yeah. either. Um, you can subscribe to us on the podcast app if you want to get notified when our new episodes go up. You and know what else they should do? What? what? Leave us a
0: rating and review because that helps us so much. It really does. Because it helps, helps other us, people. It
1: helps us more than you guys know. Mm-hmm. When you leave us rating and reviews, it makes it way easier for people to find our podcast. Yeah. Um. So very appreciative of that. And if you want to follow our podcast Instagram, it's at what we said podcast. It'll be linked in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. And that's That's what we said.